Rebecca Black. Yes. But it's also what day? Friday. I was waiting for, for her to sing. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the chorus is far away than I thought. Okay, here we go. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, they don't. Surprisingly, I couldn't find a song about Black Friday, but I certainly found a person with the name Black singing about Friday in that eponymous classic that uh, the internet just does not know what to do with and never did. So, um, yeah, because we don't really know what we're talking about today other than, I don't know, gratitude, Black Friday, and random bullshit that Ben brought to the table. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. It is the well, that was disappointing, everybody. <laughs> hello, hello. It it is the holiday season, so I mean, yeah, yes, you know, we uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday both did just pass us. However, I'm sure we all have some stories to talk about and some memories to perhaps uh, talk about from our past, and also, uh, well, it, it seems like everybody's Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving or whatever you might celebrate always has those awkward moments um especially with racist uncles or people of different <laughs> ideologies and so like you know hey it's it they can be a disappointing point of conversation and that's what we're here for wouldn't you say gentlemen uh yes absolutely but i also say that i'm here for day was thursday <laughs> birthday today it's friday Did she not off. win a Grammy for this <laughs> I'm trying to remember if they have like some random rapper drop in. Oh yeah, like how much did they pay this guy to do this in the song? RB Rebecca Black. So chillin' in the front seat. Driving, cruising, fast lanes, switching lanes with a car by my side. Passing by is a school bus in front of me. Makes TikTok, TikTok, wanna scream. My time is Friday. I read this. We gonna have fun. Come on, come on, y'all. Okay, there we go. I I read that not only Rebecca Black is pretty wealthy nowadays, stemming from this hit, but also so is the lady who was on uh I don't. I, I guess it wasn't Jerry Springer. I, I, I think it was. Oh, Phil. Are you talking about Cash Me Outside? Cash Bad Me Baby? Outside is like super wealthy as well. You want to know why? Because why? she once she turned eighteen, she started an OnlyFans. <laughs> she started an OnlyFans, pulled her tits out because she was now of legal age and was doing twerking <laughs> shit and showing off her ass, and that is why she made a boatload of fucking money because we had a lot of pedo bears out there. In the fucking universe, who are just like eye in the clock with a fucking counter, like when's she gonna be legal? So I can't, you know, eight, they did you know, that with fifteen old, won't get you twenty anymore. They did that with the Olsen twins back in the uh, day. It was the same thing. It was a countdown until they turned eighteen. Oh yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with any yeah. child performer that gets in the eye. I mean, look. I mean, there was this whole thing about uh, what, oh, what the fuck's her name? Um, uh, the, the chick from um, oh Millie Bobby Brown. Hmm. You know, from from Stranger Things, is she, like, she is now. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, I think she's might be over 18, maybe even now, but she might be like 19 or something. I don't know. Um, but I just know there was like creepy articles about people talking about grooming her and shit. I'm like, oh, come on now, guys. Jesus Christ. You know, we, we don't live in whatever state the 12 years old is the age of consent. <laughs> Damn you, Utah. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> you know what i just heard random random piece of of knowledge that i heard the other day on a separate podcast did you know that utah has a um when they give jail time there isn't a specific specific jail term you get it's an indeterminate amount of time you can either be in jail for three years or to life like they don't give you a they don't give you a sentence you go and then every year there's a board that determines when are you coming out <laughs> How fucking nuts is that? That's what I heard in this one podcast, and I thought that's fucking insane. Anyway, sorry, Joe. What were we talking about again? Um, I well, well, I I think we should go around the table first, just to, to introduce ourselves because we're five minutes into the episode and we haven't talked about jack shit yet. We oh yeah, that's right. That's Friday, right. Friday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm Lex. I'm here with my friend Art, and we are joined by our buddy Ben. And Ben, how goes it this evening? Cheers, guys. Happy thanks for giving day to you. I got me a shot of rum mixed with some water in my little house of spirits glass. Vasa. Nice. I am drinking uh, one of my typical libations. I have uh, I have mixed some Jack Daniels with some uh, cherry Pepsi I had left over and a little dash of Sprite at the top because I'm a wild man tonight. What can I say? No one cares about that. How about you, Art? Well, uh, I have. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Art, Joe. You should have waited a second. He would have spit out his drink on his uh, keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> the damn, the damn Zoom delay. Uh, I'm, I'm starting with a Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA. Uh, probably going to move back over to my. Um, uh, Either my Lagavulin, or I'm just gunning to get rid of this old bottle of old granddad. Old granddad that's just fucking terrible. <laughs> I might try to run over to that, uh, but we'll see. So yeah, that's where we're at. Right on, right on. Well, yeah, yeah. Meet the balls well, <laughs> with mafioso, <laughs> made man. I like that you cut yourself off. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. So I guess for our first topic. Um, I well 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 it's going to be a twofer because I tried something this evening for the first time and I wanted to get everyone's take on it and two well two kind of ties in with the first it has to do with leftover well not only your Thanksgiving meal but your leftovers afterwards specifically what you do with them um you know in years past I'm not a big turkey person um uh you know I like deli turkey but you know turkey turkey to to me is very dry so i'm not a big fan um but i finally tried uh because i saw it was on the menu at wawa recently um a sandwich that i made myself of uh, a sub roll with turkey some stuffing some gravy on top and cranberries uh and i'm talking about the canned cranberries that just plop out of the can in the big can like Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was pretty damn good um so i do in fact uh see myself having another tomorrow for leftovers because lord knows i have leftovers out the ass right now um so one ha have you tried such a concoction which i've been told is called the gobbler sandwich <laughs> 
and and two uh regardless what you know you know what does your leftover stash look like and what do you do with it let's start with you art mm. well i am a i i don't do very well with leftovers i am like you joe in this well no i'm not like you at all i enjoy <laughs> an, an oven roasted turkey but only the day it's made i cannot do the next day i try and i have but something about both turkey and chicken and it doesn't matter how fucking juicy it was on the day both of those after it's been in the fridge something happens and it just becomes unpalatable for me mm. i don't know how people can eat cold chicken cold turkey i don't know how anybody can do it you know when you're talking about non-deli because the deli shit that's that's a different level yeah but uh that said i am all about the sides now sides they have an eternal life when it comes to the to the next day and you know what i don't do anything fancy i don't make sandwiches or anything i don't do the moist maker i just straight up just put it back on douse everything with gravy and call it another fucking day you know i uh i just um i just like that part of it um yeah i don't do anything fancy with it i guess i mean I guess if I were if I was really ambitious, I'd try to do some sort of shit like you'd see on Chopped, where I would uh, dice everything up, you know, roll it in a in a bit of egg and flour and some panko, and then deep fry it or just fry it to make like leftover fritters or something. That'd be pretty boss. But well, and actually, it's interesting that you bring that up because I was reading an article recently that talking about you know different kind of like wacky stuff you do with your leftovers, and some people swear on putting your stuffing leftovers in a waffle iron and making mm. them into waffles uh i have not tried that yet it's something that i'm kind of intrigued by though so perhaps that's something you could try art and and i would say if you do have some cranberries i would be interested you know i don't know if you're a cranberry person or not but i would be interested if you did try the gobbler sandwich because it is actually pretty darn good so uh you know this was my first time having it i am a year older than in yourself so perhaps next year can be your first time at the same age <laughs> but oh, uh, look at that or you can just do it a year early if you want to what about you ben well art i can tell you this it's a lot easier to eat cold turkey than it is to quit cold turkey womp, womp. oh boy damn it i pressed the wrong button and i closed my soundboard <laughs> so for you ben but um there hey, um what do I do? Well, now there it is. <laughs> For me, like, I actually like turkey. Um, I can stand to eat it the next day, probably because it's a good variety in my fridge. I tend to always get the same thing when I go to the store because I lean into my reliability of my sandwiches, of my meal sandwiches, and uh, food that I know is healthy. So it's nice to have a variety. Um, my leftovers would consist of some turkey, some mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, and maybe some pie. That would be a good leftover for me. And speaking, I, it's funny, this episode, we're talking about turkey and cranberry, so I have a story behind both. The phrase cold turkey, it actually derives when heroin addicts would try to quit heroin, their skin would shrivel up like cold turkeys, and that's where it comes from. Hmm. Hmm. And speaking of... <laughs> and speaking of quitting cold turkey art, just so you know, um, I found out because I have to squeeze this into every episode, BBJ um, is very popular among former addicts. Uh, BBJ. Because it's, uh, because it, 
it is very addicting. So um, people who have had drug, you know, I'm not saying that I know any myself, you know, you know, I may or may not, I'm not sure, but um, apparently that becomes a new addiction for people. And so perhaps, uh, perhaps I should have been an addict at some point because I am an addict of BBJ now. So. Nah, oh, we- good for you. And how was it? <laughs> we don't need you to go down that path just to come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I tell you what, I, I have so many questions uh, when we do our BBJ centric episode. So, well, guys, I have- <laughs> Joe, do you remember my first episode when you asked me my non sexual fantasy? Do you remember that? No. Well, you asked what was me, your non-sexual fantasy, Ben? It was to go to the Dole Fruit Plantation, or at least my Yes, life. now I remember that. Yes, yes. Well, there's actually a second one to that question. Um, back in the 80s and 90s, uh, uh, Bobby McFerrin, the guy who sang Don't Worry, Be Happy, was used for a campaign of Ocean Spray Cranberry commercials, where he would basically uh. dance on an island and then light the whole ocean up with cranberry red. And I always imagine going to that magical place so I could light up an ocean that looked like cranberries and then so swim just, in the cranberries. You just want to make the ocean blood red? Yes, pretty much, yeah. With yeah, cranberries. Uh, reverse Moses. Yes, right. right. <laughs> so I close the ocean. I close it up. <laughs> I, um, I remember that being your answer. I didn't remember what the question was that got you there. So that's uh, that's a little trivia factoid that uh hey you, you you just reminded me of that it was one what's of my question topics again? what's the, the question, question Very interesting. was our non-sexual fantasy would we like to what's go the question again art's just art's just messing with you ben and, and those of you who were listening the answers were <laughs> the answers were art wanted to be a hitman joe was in um game of thrones how also- the fuck you remember this and I was on the Dole Plantation because my memory's really good. Ben <laughs> is a dickhead. I, I don't remember anything about wanting to be a hitman. Why would I want to kill people? <laughs> no, you said, Art, you said, I want to slaughter bad guys too. But like they say in True Lies, they were all bad. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Art has one. Excuse uh, me. Ben must have one of those eidetic memories. <sighs> For some it's things. A, it's a gift and a curse. <clears throat> Honestly, it is. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it Another topic that I wanted to bring up uh, because you know I'm a blowhard and I like to get at least uh, at least two topics in. Perhaps say that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, speaking, you know, because we did just talk about Thanksgiving. Speaking of Black Friday, what is the longest you've waited um, in line for something? Um, Ooh, and you know, question. I I am one of those people who you know specifically a like you know not a concert line you know i'm talking about a line to buy something um so i i would have to say that there's a comic book shop nearby that i don't partake in as much as i used to uh back when i was a well i'm still a total dork but you know this was back prior to my to my son being born and such and i didn't have much else to do uh so they used to be open all night they would open up at midnight you know thanksgiving slash black friday you know, and uh, they would open up and be open for 24 hours straight. Um, and so I would get there about an hour early uh, to stand in line because the first 50 people in line or something like that would would get like a free swag bag. And, you know, you might be fortunate enough to get like a hundred dollar coupon in like your bag, which, you know, you could 
And, you know, of course, everything there in the store was heavily discounted as well. Um, so, you know, that was kind of geeky. I will say that <laughs> that it wasn't long after that that they had a uh, a comic book signing the next day by some popular artist who I'd never heard of. But uh, there were people who were camped out overnight for that. So it was uh, so, you know, I'm not that crazy, but uh, but. No, I'd say like a good hour or so, you know, just to kind of, you know, be one of the first people in line and get a swag bag and, you know, just get get my dork on at midnight on uh, Black Friday Eve. Let's start with you, Ben. What's the longest you've waited? The longest I've waited was for an audition. It was for the TV show Sunset Beach, and I was still living in Maryland. And Artie, you'll appreciate this. I was, it was my senior year of high school. And my mom allowed me to leave school, to basically cut school that day. Her and I went together to Delaware to stand in this cattle call line. And it was in a giant mall. And we stood. I stood in that line for four and a half hours. And my mom would go shopping and then come back and check on me. Like, are you good? Is there anything you need? And slowly but surely, we moved up the line, people by people. And then eventually, when we got to the head of the line, they let in like five of us at a time. And we all collapsed in the chairs. <laughs> and they're like, all right, guys, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're here. So one person was like, well, I have a degree in acting, so I wanted to audition for the soap opera. Another person, person was like, I do stand-up comedy, and I wanted to give acting a try. And so when it got to me, I'm just like, um, I'm majoring in, in acting next year in college. I love the beach. I love to perform. I figure I'm in the right place, and I like soap operas. And they actually chuckled at that. And then when it was over, they were like, all right, guys, well, we have your stuff. If we're interested, we'll give you a call. And were they interested, Ben? Wow. They were not. They were not. <laughs> Waited all that time just to be like, I like these things. Cool. We'll let you know. Yeah, pretty much, Art. Pretty much. But at least I felt proud because at least I took my shot, you know? Yeah. I I read a, f a fascinating article about that recently about, you know, as far as shots and in the film industry, you know, the film and TV industry go and that it it's one of those things that it's it's obviously it's half skill, but it's half luck, too, because it has to be, you know, and I'm speaking specifically about people pitching ideas here. But but same thing with like casting calls and such, too. But it, like it at if you pitch an idea, you have to be lucky in the sense that it has to be something that they're looking for specifically that week. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, that season, that season, well, that that's part of it, but it's also, are they in a good mood that day? Yeah. yeah. And I, I hate to, I hate to say this, but the reality of this business is it's run by people and people are finicky animals and very mercurial. Let me try that again without a slur mercurial. <laughs> and, um, it things are made or broken simply by the fact of whether somebody had a fight with their spouse mm. had a bad lunch didn't have lunch at all um it's literally comes down to shit like that so yes luck is a huge fucking part of it um uh, yeah i could certainly say i i've sat on the other side of the table now with my job and watched people come in do some auditions and it has been really fucking eye-opening so you know and then it's the same deal about hearing about pitch deals and things like that so yeah 
You never know. So, so let me ask you then, Arch, because I'm posing this question to you as well about, you know, you know, the longest line you've been in. I was going as far as, you know, buying sun goes, Ben instead decided to talk about his failed acting career so so i i don't know if you want to go that's i don't know if you want to go that same route don't even go there oh that's so good oh man that was hilarious just fucking with you ben (laughs) Uh oh ben's taking a drink he's got to take the drink hey dude take this (laughs) i i have to say though be before our answers this question i did see that shot of um that uh ben that you shared on your facebook the other day of you when you were cut many years ago and it it, it took me back to my you know i am doing along with bbj i am doing kettlebell nowadays uh because i am trying to get a little bit stronger because at my max i could bench 315 and it's let's just say that i yeah (laughs) let's just say i can't do that is this is this another hip thing to reference it just by like the tool just saying i'm doing kettlebell now is it like so like as opposed to any sort of like CrossFit or any specific title? It's just kettlebell like you just grab a kettlebell and fucking throw it around. What do you do? Yeah, it's well, well, I mean, you do um, the gym I go to is actually owned by um, a gentleman who I started EBJ with on the same day. We got our first stripes on the same day and we got our blue belts on the same day. Um, he was actually 2007. Hear no, this, Art, hear he this. He said blue belt, not blue balls. Oh. Hear this, hear this. He he was, uh, shout out to Dan Sanadosa. He was 2007 strong, strongest man in Maryland. Uh, he ah. can bend steel with his bare hands. So he... Uh, well, I can bend be- steel too. It just has to be a very thin steel bar. <laughs> he he is a strong mother, but, but a good guy. Uh, but... But he yeah. owns Jim and he uh he yeah, we we do a lot of workouts with uh with kettlebells, whether they be squats or swings or uh all, all kinds of shit. My my wife is super into it. She she loves it. I'm getting there. Of course, I'm more of a BBJ person still. You but, are gonna uh, hurt yourself so fucking bad, man. You're getting too old for this, Joe. It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I sure, I sure am. You're good, you're gonna be like those marathoners who sit there and preach all this shit all their lives to people about the virtue of running, and then they have no fucking knee cartilage when they hit 60. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what happens with you, brother. <laughs> But enough about me, Art. What's your answer to this question? Well, I, I wanted to say, Joe, before you answer that, Art, um, yeah. my picture, I was inspired when I posted it back when I posted it because Art himself also lost a lot of weight and had a six-pack. And I actually quoted his quote, which was, you know, I took a look at myself, I saw something I didn't like, and I changed it. So just know if you something you don't like about yourself, you can change it. Just know you have to really work hard at it. We all got old and fat. What can I say? Oh, and yeah. Art, Art walked away, so I guess he doesn't. I know. Sorry, I was getting my pickle back. I was getting my pickle back for um <laughs> this fucking granddad. Art, granddad. Wasn't yeah, it? You nice know, it's true. It, you had six pack can. and I had six pack. <laughs> you can um, <laughs> you can do anything you put your mind to. It's just as you get older and you have more shit falling into your into the plate of your life. It, it's just you just have less of a desire to want to do anything. <laughs> so. Except that which you have to do. Yes, exactly. You know. Oh my lord! Excuse me. That was terribly rude. 
I'll give you two, Joe, um, because I want to answer your question about buying something, but that was not as long of a wait as the other story. So the buying something was, it was early on in Ashley and my relationship. And it was back during the thing where, where you know, um, what does the Fox say was this huge zeitgeist meme thing. The song was mm. everywhere. And the band that made the song, Ilvis, was doing a signing because they made a kid's book of what does the fox say and i knew ashley was a teacher exactly so they did this kid's book and they were doing a signing at barnes and noble down at the grove and i was like i'm gonna get that for her for christmas so i went down and i waited in that line outside barnes and noble to get inside to get a signed copy of it and take a picture of them and that was that was a, a couple hours i think that i waited there um to buy something there the longest I ever waited that I can recall uh, was uh, some years back. Ben will remember this probably because he lives in L.A. But I don't know if you heard about it, but Shia LaBeouf was doing a, I guess, an apology tour after he did something in the news. And everybody was like, well, you're an asshole. And he essentially set up on Melrose uh, Avenue. Is it Avenue? Yeah, Melrose Avenue. He set up in this small space. A, an interactive art exhibit where you walk into a room and it's just him and he has a <laughs> he has a bag over his head and there's props on the table and it's timed out where you have like five minutes you can say anything you want to him whatever and at the end of the five minutes he takes the bag off of his head and then he he cries a single tear <laughs> right that's that's the deal that's the deal so there was a huge fucking line of people. That's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It was a huge fucking line of people. I expected, I, I think I budgeted like four hours or something, five hours for this. And I was waiting. It was middle of the day, some, I don't know, during the week. I, you know, back then I was doing temp work and I was mostly doing acting stuff. So I had the time. And I remember waiting in that line and I, it was around, around, around the block. And I got maybe 20 people away from the door. And I was just looking at the clock because I had a rehearsal I had to go to for a play. And I had to step out of line and leave. So I never got to go in, but I waited in that fucking line for like four and a half, five hours. So what would you have said to him? I don't know. I would have just, I, I, I didn't have anything planned. I just wanted to be like, this is fucking weird. It's like, I just wanted to experience <laughs> how strange that was. But yeah, so. You are. I, but man, I, I really wish I would have just come up with an excuse and stayed because that would have been something to really remember. It, it, that would have been a significantly better button on the story than, and I left. But if it were to be like, I walked in there and I'll be goddamn Shia LaBeouf cried a tear. And I captured it in this vial. But no. I don't think after waiting in line that long that I could have walked away. So props to you for doing it. I, I just don't know if I could have done it. Yeah, I you know, right. I, well, I guess it was one of those times where I had something coming up, but I also, I guess, inherently just knew about this whole fallacy of a sunk cost. Like, you know, what what you're dealing with in the moment has like what you've invested in the past has no bearing on the moment. You know, it's like yeah. cut your losses and leave is the sort of credo of that. So, but whatever. Are did you really have that good a bladder control? You know, I didn't have to pee. I also wasn't drinking anything at the time. So, and you I mean, it was just broad. It was you no know, middle of the day, and 
I think there were people who I remember seeing people get out of line and, you know, we'd cover each other's spots because I remember doing that for somebody saying, I'll hold your spot. But um, (laughs) but I don't remember having to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine Shia LaBeouf. Like, how can a human being? I'm sure that they just held off and oh, you oh, I thought you were talking about him having to pee. No, no, (laughs) replicate crying like that with discipline for hours and hours and hours. Well, he's not sobbing profusely. He just has to round up that one tear. And who knows what he's doing between? He very well might be throwing some fucking peppermint dust in his eye. We don't know. <laughs> just be using Visine. He's under a fucking paper bag. Nor will we ever because you got out of line, asshole. Good job. That's right. I did. Poor Art. Once again, guys, just like going back to my point last time we talked, in an alternate universe, Art did go. And the ah, other yes. Art would tell us what happened. And in an alternate alternate universe, I went, and he and I are best friends, and he and I are actually doing a podcast now. And Joe lives on the street because and it and makes he, me feel he, better. So he put you in his next movie too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he actually got you a movie role. That's Ooh, what that's what Ben Lord. just said. I like how <laughs> I like how Ben threw the the, the joke down, Sorry. and then you tried and you failed. Yeah. Yeah, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see how let's see how fucking gnarly this old granddad is. Chug, chug, chug. Ooh. Oh, it burnt so bad. All right, who else? Forty has? years and it has not improved. All right, do you have a topic, okay, Artie? Knowing you the way I do, you probably would have gone in there and said. He fucking did blah, 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 and it was fucking wasting my time. <laughs> that depends. I'm trying to remember if this is around the time he did, um, <clears throat> um, if he had done the movie Nymphomaniac or if it was before, because that would have informed my uh, my questioning. Uh, hmm. Topic for me, eh? Or Ben. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's cool. I'll, I'll come up with something. Um, it's a great radio right now. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, fuck. Let's go to Ben, because I, okay. I have a couple thoughts that are running into each other, and I don't want to waste our time. No at all. Okay, friends. Um, I was going to throw this out there last time, but I didn't, because I just wanted to save it. So here we go. More of an annoying and hated purple creature. Barney the Dinosaur or Jar Jar Binks? Ooh. I like how this has literally zero to do with anything. Yep. But. um, Jar Jar Binks is purple? He's purple. Yeah, Yeah, he's purple. Yeah, He is? He's not like iridescent purple, but he's purple. Hold on, I'll bring up a picture. I'll take a look at him here. Jar Jar. Well, go ahead, Ben. Ben, you have to answer first. Go ahead. Well, well he's he's a very faint shade of purple. He has like a little bit of a purple highlight on his uh, ears because he does look relatively tan. He has a little purple shading around the tip. Ooh, at, where did Ben go? Uh-oh. I use this device. I use this for a prop for a sketch I did. So here he is. Okay, well, we... Oh, yeah. He So he has the purple tip at the top. <laughs> just, just like your dick, Joe. So, yeah, he's purple. So... We'll go... You know what? For the sake of this discussion, we'll, we'll say he's purple, even though he's a bit not entirely purple, but, you know. 
excuse me. Wow, that's twice in one. Oh, Jesus, it tastes like old granddad. More kind of lavender-ish? Whatever. Who's more annoying, Barney or fucking Jar Jar? And hated, and hated. I'll answer that question myself. But I, I don't want... Are we saying personally or in terms of how the universe perceives them? Mm, let's go ahead and do both. I mean, whenever you feel called to answer this question. And my, my answer semantically would be to say that I think that Jar Jar is more annoying because he's in a realm of non-people like him. It's not like there was a movie about the Gungas by themselves. So his character is annoying within the realm and circumstances he's in. But Barney is more hated because not everybody really likes Star Wars, but people all over the world hated that dinosaur. And it's why? Like, it's, oh, I watched the documentary. I know. I want to watch the documentary, so don't talk about it because, uh, you know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Like one man would come home from work and his little daughter wouldn't even run over and hug him because he was she was watching Barney. It's like he's taking the their children away from them because he was flawless. Hey, and, what did I say? Spoiler sorry. alert. <laughs> piece of it, but my answer to the question is more hated would be Barney because people hate him even if they never seen an episode. Well, I think it would depend on what you are trying to think of it. I, you're right in that a lot. I, damn, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just like so many thoughts. Here's what I'd say is, yes, there are a lot of people who do not like Jar Jar because they've seen Star Wars. At the same time, there was a lot of people who did not like Barney because that was all over the place. But what I will say, nobody's going and watching reruns of Barney now. As far as I know, it's not on TV anymore. I, I don't think so. So nobody's watching Barney anymore, but people are still turning on Star Wars. And unless you're a small child, Jar Jar is a fucking douche. So I think that he has a further reach of annoyance and and irritability than the foamy purple dinosaur that ruled the PBS airwaves or wherever it was for a decade or 15 years or however long. Um, And I, I think that, uh, they're also apples to oranges in the sense that how could you possibly like why would anybody be pissed off at a child's television creature when it has no bearing on your day-to-day life but i guess the same applies for star wars that then now we're getting into a big rabbit hole of <laughs> people who just sink their fucking emotional claws into star wars and they have literally glued and soldered their personal identity to fiction where they allow these older movies the original trilogy to you know essentially be a defining element and aspect of who they are and that waiting all this time for the prequels the prequels come then you get fucking jar jar is an affront to their very existence it's just like it's such a weird it's a weird thing that happens with Star Wars fans when it comes to that. So I, I feel like I'd have to say Jar Jar is going to have a longer reaching hatred. Um, but I will say that if you were to take a, a metric of the a similar time period, Barney probably takes the takes the belt in that contest. But if you're talking about overall for the future, then I think Jar Jar will win. So, yeah, you know, Barney for the sprint, Jar Jar for the marathon. Wow. Very well done, Art. Thank you for answering my question so well. Oh, so. well, I will give myself a... Poke chat, poke, poke, poke chat, poke chat, poke, 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 po
Okay, so, Joe, what do you got? So Ben is not going to compliment me because I'm calling bullshit on this question because I'm looking at pictures here on, online as well and Jar Jar is not purple. However, I did uh, look up characters who are purple <laughs> that are in this <laughs> that are in the same vein uh, as Barney and um, I was laughing and this is one of the Teletubbies. Yeah, oh, wow. th th this is one of the reasons why. Was it Poo Poo, why... Nobu, Boo Boo, or Scooby? It says here that the purple Teletubby, that the actor who played him was killed by alcohol and hypothermia. And oh. that's, uh, <laughs> that kind of shocked me. So I am forced to choose because, Ben, I love you, buddy, but, but, but Jar Jar is not purple. I am forced to choose as far as purple characters go. According to Google image search here, uh, between uh, Barney the Dinosaur, the purple Teletubby, uh, the purple Minion when the Minions turn bad. Uh, oh, Kevin? Uh, Jim Parsons' character from Home, who was purple, was a purple alien, and Mike Wazowski's girlfriend from Monsters, Inc. So <laughs> these are my choices as far as purple characters go. Oh, my goodness. And, and therefore, I would have to choose uh, the purple Teletubby because he is no longer here to defend himself. Huh. So he's more annoying and hated? Really? Huh? Well, you know, I, I, I can't talk shit about Barney because he might still be out there. And for all I know, he's a BBJ black belt. I'll have you know he studies Tantra, my friend. <laughs> so he can out it. so you're saying he can out fuck you is that what it is <laughs> <He> can, <laughs> that's can, right i forgot he was oh, uh that's can. right i i i knew that there was something about barney i didn't know if he was dead or there was some kind of scandal but yeah he's super into kinky shit which makes me wonder if he where's the outfit when he's doing it <laughs> yeah, <face fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> all right do you have a topic buddy yeah, I gave you some time to think about it. <laughs> I I always think our best episodes come when when we're just flying by like the seat of our pants here because this is a good one right now. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, honestly, oh man, you know. Okay, here's here's a here's one. This is all born out of a, a thing I had earlier today when I was just like washing bottles for my kid, and I thought I would love to do an episode that is purely based on everybody telling their own version of the aristocrats joke oh i thought this was a thanksgiving slash black I mean, friday I know, I know. i'm not saying we're gonna do that but it just makes me think about like okay fine you know here we'll marry it too it's gratitude and ben is talking about purple characters who aren't purple characters <laughs> your ass not kicking your ass because you can kick my ass <laughs> well you know cocaine is a hell of a drug <laughs> um what i would say is so do you, does anybody have that family member or or a friend or anybody who just happens to be in the room or sitting at the table for thanksgiving who doesn't obviously tell the aristocrats joke but fancies themselves to be the the humorist of the lot and will go on and spin yarns and just try to essentially use it as their their performance stage Everybody, I feel like every family and group has somebody who likes to 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 showboat and gladstand that way. Um, I can answer that question first, but I want you to sure. tell the audience if they don't know the aristocrats joke, explain it. Uh, well, the aristocrats joke is I, I I don't want to get into it because half the fun is getting into it. 
But for those who don't know, there's a wonderful documentary called The Aristocrats uh, from, I think, Penn and Teller did that. But uh, it is essentially the quintessential uh, anti-joke that used to be a very secretive thing that was told amongst comics back to the Friar Club days, where it was essentially how can you make the most vulgar, horrid story possible and then deliver an anti-punchline because the joke is the journey, not the end. Exactly. So, you know, it's uh, I think they summarize it the best in an episode of The Office where Dwight Schrute had to entertain people and they said, it's like, tell a joke. And he's like, all right, a family walks into a talent agent's office (laughs) and they say, so what do you do? And they do some really dirty stuff. Really gross. And he says, what do you call that? It, it It's called the aristocrats. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty much what it is. But defining those those terrible things is the fun. So and anyway, there's that. But um, going with that, repeating yourself means you're probably going to win. Yeah, if you it's part of it is, you know, going down the line of how long you can tell the joke without doubling back over and how people respond to it. But anyway. Uh, I would say that for for our Thanksgiving recently, um, our our person of particular interest didn't sit there and try to showboat in a traditional sense of telling stories about um, humor and things, but they tried to be the center of attention by always being the person who was fucking right and knew what they were talking about more than anybody else. And I don't think anybody in the family really listens to this show. But just in case if they do, all I'll say is it's somebody's girlfriend. And (laughs) she sure as shit like to make everybody realize and know that she knows big words. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite was when I overheard a conversation between her and, and someone else. And the other person kept saying, using the phrase photographic memory. And she kept coming back with blah, 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 eidetic memory. No, eidetic memory. It's like, you have to be so fucking passive aggressive to not say it once, twice, three times, but every fucking time somebody says photographic, it's their way of saying, I'm smarter than you, so I'm going to use this bigger word. So that was that was the, uh, the obnoxiously loud um, showman of our dinner this year. Uh, what about you all? Who would like to go next on that? Is there a difference between the two? Uh, what? Identic and photographic? Yeah. I believe there is a semantics difference, but I think that I, I, I feel like that people use one versus the other more often. You know, let's let's go to the internet, but why don't you answer the question real quick, Ben, while I find our answer so I don't make an ass of myself here. When going to family gatherings, who was the grandstander? Who had to steal the spotlight? Is that what you're pretty much asking? Yeah, me? exactly. You know, who would who would be the one to 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 again, talk to yeah. my family listens to this i'll say i had an aunt and i'll just leave it at that originally growing up she pretty much had the story stick at the dining room table she would just always have stories to share and then when i grew older and had more personality i kind of took the story stick back so uh. i was kind of that guy and now that i live here in la when i do go home for the holidays my family wants to hear my stories so i'm definitely happy to oblige so I'll say that I tend to be it because I have very few family gatherings nowadays. 
All right. So the official word is in to answer your question, Ben. Those are used rather interchangeably, and that's okay. The technicalities only come down to a very finite detail. Uh, according to this, the, although the terms eidetic memory and photographic memory are popularly, popularly used interchangeably, they are also distinguished with eidetic memory referring to the ability to see an object for a few minutes after it is no longer present, and a photographic memory refers to the ability to recall pages of text or numbers. So photographic memory would be able to actually see a picture and see those words and read them as if it was right in front of you, while an eidetic memory would be able to recall perhaps the, the, the details and curvature of an object, things like that. So. so photographic memory serves you to be an actor, eidetic memory serves you to be a witness at a crime. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Got it. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that I have one of those family members, which probably means it's me because, you know, it, it's, oh, like, yeah! it's, it's like the old adage goes that, you know, every street has that crazy neighbor. If your street does not have then one, you, are. you. <laughs> yeah, yep. you know, um, so. I would say that I, <laughs> I would say, though, that my father-in-law, who's my wife's stepdad, um, I, you know, his his children have some interesting issues um and i'm saying that you know knowing full well that or at least i hope that they won't listen to this episode uh but when i heard that um when i heard that his son was up here for the holidays uh, my you know when my wife told me that my initial reaction was why and I, and I, and she, you know, to, to what she responded, because, wow, what a dick, <laughs> because that's his son. And I said, okay, you know, but, but like deep in my mind, I knew that whenever, whenever the kids are involved, something always happens, if that makes sense. So um, I was like, okay, whatever. Well, long story short, we had to, we had to do our own Thanksgiving this year because child in question uh got to got up here and tested positive for covid so so they had to, <laughs> so they had to quarantine um um there in their house while we while uh my wife and i and my sister had to and our you know my son of course had to celebrate here so um uh check mark for joe i was right again that something something awry would happen or something would go awry. So, uh, but, but there's no grand stories or anything like that. I, I crack a lot of jokes as, um, as I do a lot. Um, some, some hits, some miss. Hey mostly, Joe, tell, give us one of these jokes. Mostly miss if this, uh, actually, actually, you know what? I will tell you a joke that I learned in BBJ the other day, uh, from oh, a, God BBJ. I, I, I have to give my friend Will some props because this joke, as stupid as it is, made me laugh. Um, and the joke was, what is Whitney Houston's favorite form of coordination? I don't know. And I... <laughs> 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 and i actually told him afterwards i actually told him afterwards that i really thought that it was going to be like a darkest shit joke where 
she drowned in like a bathtub or something like that. But instead it was stupid, but it made me laugh. So (laughs) what's that, Ben? I can see and match that joke. That is definitely a Ben caliber joke. I'll tell you that right now. Go ahead, Ben. How does Lady Gaga like her fish? Ra 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 ra. I think it's that time, Mark. Don't you? Oh yes. Oh, God let's let's do away with the dad jokes and then uh, do with what dad likes to watch. Uh, 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 dropping. Lex load. Uh, 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 oh, wait. Well, the good news is there it is. You good? About to say. The good news is that black. Friday has come and gone. I hope that everyone out there listening has gotten some good deals. Um, Something interesting that I've noticed, and perhaps this has to do with our current environment, with inflation and, you know, a possible recession on the horizon, but uh, things aren't too crazy out there. You know, there's no like horror stories about, you know, people being crushed to death, which I think happened one time at Walmart where a poor door greeter opened up the door and was stampede. It was... I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but 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 it was a stampede. It was killed, and I'm I'm just thinking to myself, you know, what a way to go, you know, being you know being the victim of a stampede at Walmart on Black Friday, you know. Oh my um, goodness! But, but that being said, Black Friday online sales are said to hit a record despite high inflation. Um, it it kind of does amaze me because. Black Friday used to be a big deal for me, you know, as I mentioned uh, in the past, you know, I would go to the comic book shop and I do a lot of shopping online, but like everything that I shop for online now is, or that I used to shop online for rather is stuff that I is already available to me. I mean, I don't really get many video games because um, I do have an Xbox game pass has a lot of those games day one. It's a part of the service. Um, As far as movies go, I don't really buy movies like I used to because they're all on different web services. So what's the point in buying them if I if I have e- easy access to them? But that said, um, I think that I would be... I, I think it would be a mistake if I weren't to end this, <laughs> to end this spiel without talking about some of my favorite fights from... from from stores and years back and, you know, on Black Friday. And my favorite one of all time, um, I don't know what the location was, which is probably a good thing, but, you know, people were, it, it was literally punches being thrown, you know, like a a woman gave her kid one and then someone, you know, gave her this box and then a person tried to steal the box out of said kid's hand and, like, you know, punches <laughs> got thrown and, like, you know, people were getting tackled left and right and this and that. And I was like, the fuck are they fighting over? Is it a toy? Is it something else? But no, our... Ben, it wasn't a toy. It wasn't a. It wasn't a new TV. It wasn't any of those things. It was a rice cooker, and that was, <laughs> and that and that was America right there tonight, in a nutshell. You know, punches, tackles. You know, kids being you know kids being abused there in frame, all over a rice cooker. Something that art 
Ben, have either of you ever used a rice cooker before? I I, I think Allison's mom has one. Um, once I've used it yeah, once. Yeah. And I don't think I don't have one, but I've used one. I think I've used um, uh, an Instapot or something to make rice, but it's not a proper That's rice different. cooker. An I know you're right. No, no, I've never used a rice cooker. Here's what I will say. I have some friends who um, they have rice cookers. They use it every single day, multiple times a day, and they fucking live by it. Like, dude, do not get between them and their rice cooker because they will fucking cut a bitch. So, yeah. Well, long story short, that's uh, it's, uh, you know, as far as his Lex load goes, don't, uh, uh, you know, please be safe out there. But if it comes to blows, uh, feel free to throw a punch over a rice cooker. <laughs> and that is this week's Lex load. Oh. Uh, 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 dropping. Lex load. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ben knows what's up. Oh my God! Has it has the time flown by so fast? It did. We we just had too much fun. We did. And man, I really shouldn't have opened this new beer then. Just gonna have to shotgun this uh, before we we sign off. So um, yeah, uh, Joe. I don't know. Um, actually, yeah, I'm gonna try to chug this while we finish. Joe, why don't you do the outro for me, would you? Okay. So um, stuff. Um, a lot of stuff. Um, ben, do you have anything you would like to promote? I'd rather do the outro. May I? Oh, sure, go ahead, Ben. Hold on. Thank you. I have something important. Ah, no, go. Thank you, guys. Go ahead, you can say it. For another episode of That Was Disappointing, with you as always is Art Hall and Joe Lex and your guest Ben Cheyenne at the house. We hope you listen to us on podcast they're really really generous throw some money at our patreon the holidays are coming up holiday falls on christmas this year and we got a lot of shopping to do and on top of that if you wanted to give us some ideas for another episode pixie stick wang uh, hit it up on the email or get your message and maybe he'll respond back Till next time your hosts are here and i'm your guest wow he did that a lot better than i ever could that, that's very better, better than I could, so. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, you guys. <laughs> Man, this beer was not my favorite, but it worked. Okay, we're out. I got the blues. I got the blues. I've got the alcoholic. No more beer. No more to cheer. Oh, good for you.